Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, a tool to help believers rediscover true biblical doctrine and to help them understand and live out their faith in their homes, in their churches, and in their communities. Thank you for listening to this episode. Let's get right to it. Well, welcome everybody to this first podcast slash YouTube video of the new year. 2023 is in full effect now. Today is January the 3rd, 2023. I hope you had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I hope you had a wonderful time with family and friends. I hope you had a wonderful time worshiping your Savior if you are indeed a believer in Christ, and I hope that you have a great year this year, and I'm looking forward to spending 2023 with you guys here on these platforms, whichever platform you are watching or listening on, whether it be YouTube or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, whatever the case may be, wherever you find your podcast, uh, I look forward to spending 2023 with you, and uh, if you are watching, no, this is not a new host, same host, uh, accidentally had one of those beard trimming mishaps. I got around my goatee and uh, I looked up when I shouldn't have looked up and just kind of put it down to the skin. So it's growing back. The beard's growing back. But as of right now, I feel like I'm 12 years old again. Either way, I'm just going to chalk it up to new year, new me type thing. Although I didn't want it to be this way. It is what it is. But today, is, again, the first podcast, video, uh, whichever you're doing, listening or watching, of the year. And this is one that's going to start off kind of on a somber note. Uh, I think that this is not one of the type of videos that you want to just come out of the gate with in 2023. But I think, as I've been watching and thinking through the events that have unfolded, I think this is a very important discussion to have. And uh, what we're going to be talking about today is, if you were watching Monday Night Football last night, last night being uh, January 2nd, 2023. If you were watching Monday Night Football or have opened up your social media and seen people uh, talking about the events that transpired last night on Monday Night Football, the things that have happened, then you know that I'm going to briefly talk about on this episode, Damar Hamlin, who is a safety for the Buffalo Bills, who in last night's game against the Cincinnati Bengals went to make a routine tackle, and uh, he tackled... Uh, T. Martin, uh, I think it was T. Martin, um, he ta- made the tackle. Either way, he made the tackle, and he stood up, and just immediately he hit the ground. Um, and I'm not going to show that video for you that are watching. I'm not going to show this because what happened in that moment when he hit the ground, he was under cardiac arrest, meaning his heart stopped. Uh, he was not breathing. Uh, he was essentially lifeless on the field. Um, He endured the AED, the shock, uh, to try to bring his heart back and about 10 minutes worth of CPR on the field. And it is said that uh, as they were leaving the field, he did have a heartbeat. The ambulance waited on his mother, who was in attendance, to be able to get in the ambulance with him and ride to the hospital there in Cincinnati, where uh, at last, last thing I've heard is that he is on life support, essentially, and um that they're just kind of waiting to see what happens. I'm not really sure anything other than that. He is listed in critical condition. And this this is taken over the sports world, obviously, and it's taken over many social media platforms. Many people are talking about this. Many people have different things that they want to say and, and different conversations that they want to begin or be a part of. And some of those conversations are, quite frankly, 
silly at this time. Uh, there's not much we know from what's going on. And, and, and some of the conversations, two, two of the main conversations I've seen is, well, the vaccine did it. This is caused by the vaccine. And, and I'm not going to say it was or wasn't. That's not what I'm here for. Others say it's because he took a hit to the chest at just the perfect timing of the rhythm of his heart that caused it to stop. And I'm not going to say that is or is not what the cause of this is, because it is yet to be determined, in my opinion. Um, this is not a political agenda on this podcast, and this is not a time to speculate on what the cause of this was. What matters is a man's life hangs in the balance. And essentially, if I believe he died on that field last night and was brought back uh, by God, number one, um, for however long, and maybe he endures this and, and, and heals from this. Uh, maybe he doesn't. That is yet to be determined. But this young man died on the field last night, and it was God and CPR and things like that that at least brought a heartbeat back for the time being. So it's caused me to think and reflect, and as I listen to people have conversations about this, as I see conversations unfold on social media about this. I really wanted to think about what this really means and what this looks like from a worldly perspective. Or when I say worldly perspective, I don't mean a, a fleshly or sinful perspective. I mean, as the world watches, essentially, is what I'm talking about. And as you see people from all over the, the nation, all over the world who are saying things, who are in conversation, who are seeing things unfold, what this looks like, because we are in a very real situation here where a young man died on a football field. By God's grace, a heartbeat came back. And then we see the aftermath or the unfolding of what happens and has been happening after this. And what is happening is there is a call for prayer. Now, we live in this world where God, Christ, prayer, the Bible, all of these things have been cast aside and, and looked at as something uh, negative in our culture and not wanting to be talked about, not wanting prayer to be a thing. Um, all these things that you can think of, our culture is trying to push out of the way. But now we have this happen on this grand scale that everybody sees, everybody was watching, and everybody is now seeing this unfold. Everybody from the announcers to people on Sports Center to the whole team are pleading with America and with the world to pray for this young man, and rightly so. But what I see happening is when bad things happen, I kind of and I don't want to really relate this to 9-11 or or things like that or Hurricane Katrina or different tragedies that have unfolded in our past. What happens though is this same spiritual uh, revival, and, and I don't know if I'd call it a revival, but this same spiritual urgency comes to the forefront. Many people are praying, people that likely haven't prayed in years, people that are likely not even Christians are pleading and asking for prayer. People that are not even Christians are likely praying. And then, of course, you do have people that are believers that are actually praying that God would heal this young man and that if he is not a believer, that he would be brought to Christ and that he would repent, believe on the Lord Jesus and be saved. Um, but you have those prayers, but you see this spiritualization happening in the midst of trauma, in the midst of great things that are going on. And I just want to take this time 
and it, it's a perfect time for 2023 to really make this known to anybody that happens to stumble across this video or this audio to see exactly what the Word of God says, and then we go from there. You see, we get in these worldviews, and then we want to try to come back to God and the Bible when bad things happen. But we must start with an understanding that bad things are going to happen. Suffering is going to happen. There's nothing perfect in this world, and we are going to have to endure many hardships. And not only hardships, we all are going to have to endure death. And I, I don't mean to make light of this. I don't mean to make it seem something that it's not. But in reality, this young man died on that field last night. And praise God that he left with a heartbeat. But the fact of the matter is, you and I and everyone else in this world all face death. There is nothing that we can do to escape it. There's nothing that we're going to be able to do to prolong it or, or to keep it from happening. There is nothing that we could do because our appointment with death has already been set in eternity past, just as our birthday was set, just as our salvation day was set in eternity past. So is our death day. And as a matter of fact, the writer, writer of Hebrews tells us, and you likely know this passage that I'm about to talk about, it says in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, and I'm reading from the NASB 95 edition here. It says, and inasmuch as it is appointed for men to die once, and after this comes judgment. You see, the Bible teaches us in the book of Romans and the book of Genesis even that sin is entering the world. It entered through one man, Adam. And then because sin entered through Adam, it goes to all of humanity. So every person born is born with a sin nature. They are born sinful. And because of that sin, the wages of that sin is death. So because of sin, we are all going to die, which means we all have an appointment with death at some point. We don't know when that will be. We don't know if that'll be 10 years from now. We don't know if that'll be a day from now. Or when we look at this young man's life on Monday Night Football, I heard one of the commentators say that just hours ago he was preparing to play one of the biggest games of his life, and then all of a sudden his life is hanging in the balance. It's It could go either way. He could live or die. And all of a sudden none of this football stuff matters, none of this other stuff matters because there's a life involved. Well, here's the, here's the thing, guys. Nothing matters in comparison to eternity. Nothing on this world matters compares to Jesus Christ. And what you must know and what everybody must know that you know means you need to tell people that because they are sinners, they will die. And if they die apart from knowing Jesus Christ and he knowing them, they will go to hell for eternity. The Bible teaches us to repent and believe the gospel. Jesus says that in Mark chapter 1, verse 15. Repent, turn your way, turn around, change your thinking, and submit to Christ Jesus, believing that he came, he died, and he rose again in your place, that he paid the sin debt that you owed. And when you repent of your sin and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you can die knowing that you will spend eternity with Christ. You see, when these things happen, this call to a, a spiritual awakening happens, and we pray that God uses this to save people and to get them to understand the weight of their sin against a holy God. And if they die without knowing Christ, then they will pay for their sin 
in hell for eternity, but coming to know Christ. We pray that that happens through this, whether it be this young man that is in intensive care in Cincinnati Hospital right now, or if it's someone who is reading this or hearing this or reads something else or understands something else, that they come to faith in Christ as a result of feeling the weight of their own and knowing that they are going to die one day and have to stand and give an account. They will be judged by Christ. That's what this text says, that every man is going to die once, and, and, and most people are okay with that. They understand. They've come to terms with death. They know what's going to happen. But there's that second part of this thing that says, but then comes judgment. You see, if you are in Christ, that wrath of God, your sin has been paid for on the cross by Christ, and you will enter into eternity with him forever. If you die and you stand in judgment and you are not a believer, then you will be cast out from uh, this throne room and you will be sent to hell where you yourself will pay for your sin in torment for all of eternity. There's no annihilation, which means you're not going to be suddenly annihilated after you've quote unquote paid your penalty. This is eternity. You're going to be suffering for eternity and there's no getting out once you're there. So you're there, you're paying for your sin, and it is just something that the Bible teaches and that we all must have this mindset of, especially going right into this brand new year, that there is a death day for you, for me, for every one of your friends, for every person you come in contact with, and every one of those people, including yourself, including myself, will stand and be judged. So we must take death seriously. We must take sin seriously, which is why if you're a believer, you need to be proclaiming the gospel to people. You need to be telling them about their sin and telling them about Christ who came to pay for that sin and hoping and praying that they would repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. So when we think about this spiritualization that is happening across our across our world right now uh, concerning Damar Hamlin, uh, one of the one of one of uh, my friends, uh, long distance friends. We, we've never even shared a meal or anything, but I consider him a close brother in Christ. Uh, you may have heard of him, Eric Reed. If you know his story is E-R-I-K is his first name, Eric Reed, R-E-E-D. You need to look up this brother's story and about the story of his son, Caleb, and just watch how they walked um, in faith in some of the darkest times of their life. And uh, he and his family have been such an encouragement to me and my family through that. And even on the other side of that, Brother Reed is just uh, lighting up social media with some biblical truth and some wonderful thoughts. And I want you to see this here um, from uh, Eric Reed that he posted this morning. So I'm going to share my screen here, and uh, I want you to be able to see it if you're watching. And uh, if you're listening, I'm going to read it for you. But uh, this is Eric Reed's post this morning concerning what's going on. Uh, with DeMar Hamlin. And then I also want to go to a, a second type of thought that one of my friends, uh, Colton Francis, um, put on his Facebook page last night that it was very, uh, very eye-opening and enlightening to read and to think through critically. But here's what Eric Reed says. This universal urge and call to prayer in response to the DeMar Hamlin collapse reveals our true spiritual nature. Every human being knows there is a maker that one is over all things, two is personable and accessible, three is our only true hope and help. People's spiritual inclinations were no longer suppressed or disguised. Players prayed on the field. The game and studio broadcasters appealed for prayers. 
Social media exploded with people urging prayer. Nobody debated the existence of God in response to these calls for prayer. Why? The injury and gravity of it stripped away all pretensions and smoke screens. Raw humanity in need of God was on full display. Never forget what you saw in 1-2-23. People are never more spiritually honest than in suffering or fear. Every human being knows there is a God, and they spend inordinate amounts of effort to suppress it. We must share the gospel with the world. Christ is our hope. Let's continue lifting up this young man and his family to the Lord. And then he quotes Psalm 46.1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And James 5.16, the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. This was well said by my brother, Eric Reed. I appreciate what he says. This is exactly what I want to convey on this episode here uh, is just the fact that in these moments, people don't suppress the truth anymore, or seemingly uh, they seemingly don't suppress it. They're not arguing against it. They're not trying to disprove the existence of God. Everybody is coming together for prayer because of a human life that is created in the Imago Dei, the image of God. So it's interesting to see people no longer at war with, with God, but appealing to Him to save someone's life, to give them breath again. What we need to be appealing to God for is to save people, save those people that suppress the truth. And yes, we also pray that uh, that he would be rescuing Damar Hamlin from this tragedy that he's gone through and that he would give him breath again and he would be able to breathe on his own again and and that God would use this to draw Damar Hamlin to Christ if he isn't already a believer. And we need to pray for God to heal him, to save him, but then we need to appeal to God to save those who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, as Romans chapter 1 says, and pray that God would open their eyes and that they would see and know that there is a God and that Christ came and died for their sins, and they would repent of their sin and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. We must continue to appeal to the God of this universe for these things and also take this proclamation to the world, the streets, this gospel proclamation. We must make it known to the world because Christ is indeed our only hope. Now, uh, that's one part of the conversation that I want to have with you today uh, is just to know, number one, that there is a death day for everyone and you must be ready. You must tell people about this coming death day. We don't know when it is, how it will happen, but we know it will happen and God knows when, how, and where. And we must be faithful to teach that those sinners are in danger of hell if they don't repent of their sin and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as we appeal to the true God of the universe to save uh, the life of Damar Hamlin. We must also appeal to the God of the universe to save those who do not know Christ as their Lord and Savior. Now, I'm going to really quickly, I'm going to switch over here to, I told you I had a another brother, Colton Francis. Uh, his his father is one of my mentors and uh, another great story of father and son here. Um, I'm going to share what he says here and um, I'm going to, I'm going to just read it as it is. I'm going to quote. So um, if you have 
uh, uh, small ears. It's not anything bad that they've probably never heard before. Uh, um, I think it's just the H word. We're going to say hell. Okay. Um, so I want to, I want to read this to you because I think he makes a great point here. Uh, Colton here says the hottest take on Facebook right now, probably, and this isn't to throw shade at anyone before people get mad. I understand the man is in the hospital and what is happening is tragic. And I pray he makes it out alive because this should never happen. My question is, why does the world stop and show so much remorse over a football player dropping in the middle of a field? Everyone is so heartbroken and sad, but what about the tens of thousands of people dying from fentanyl? How about the innocent people who die in shootings? What about the people who commit suicide every year? I didn't see anyone today posting about any of those lives, but sure as hell, my timeline is going crazy with it. It's sad that in today's world, we only care about celebrities or athletes when they get hurt or die. The game being called was the right choice, but sure as hell, if there wasn't so much outside pressure, the game would have kept being played because it's the entertainment business that they could care less about a player dying. The NFL will keep moving and making money. If you think they genuinely care about a player in the league, you're crazy. Tom Brady could die tomorrow, and the league will carry on just as it has for decades. I pray Hamlin recovers, but the sympathy of our society excuse me, shows for people of an elevated status is sickening. Maybe if we all had the same compassion for the ordinary man, the world wouldn't be in such a bad place. Now, I really like what he's getting at here is we have this national call and worldly call to prayer for um, celebrities, entertainers, sports figures. And, and listen, this is the part of the conversation where I am not taking anything away from this young man uh, and what he's going through right now. I, I want to make that clear. I'm not taking anything away from DeMar Hamlin and his family. But we do live in a society that when celebrities and, and others uh, of this caliber are hurting, they're sick, or they die, there is this national outpouring, this worldly outpouring of people that grieve, that are, are praying, and all of these things. But I love what Colton says. What about the people that die of drug overdoses or fentanyl or uh, the innocent people in shootings? And I'll go on to say uh, those in car wrecks, those who just die in our everyday lives. We all know people who are living right now uh, that may ultimately die and they will in our lifetime. And we're going to be sad about it. We're going to be upset about it, but are we going to call our communities to pray for the families? And are we going to call for the, the world on social media to do the same thing? And I think what's happened is, is this has played out on such a, a grand scale that it's um, obviously one of those things where it, it catches the attention but what about the people in our everyday lives? What about those innocent people we may not even know that are dying? Their life matters because they are either going to go to heaven or hell when they die as well. And we need to pray that those that are sick and in the hospital will uh, will come out of that and be saved, number one. Uh, we pray that God would sustain them to, to be able to hear the gospel and repent and believe. And we need to pray for all people. I believe the Bible teaches us to do this. As a matter of fact, let me read this to you. In, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, I'm going to read the first seven verses of this. It says, First of all, then, I urge that entreaties and prayers, petitions, and thanksgiving be made on behalf of all men, all types of men, all types of people, everybody. Then he goes in to say, For kings 
and all who are in authority, so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. This is good and acceptable in sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator also between God and men, the man of Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, the testimony given at the proper time. For this I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I am telling the truth, I am not lying, as a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. Therefore, I want the men in every, every place to pray, lifting up holy hands without wrath and dissension. So this is where I encourage you that if you are praying for uh, Damar Hamlin, I want to encourage you to add those people in your own context, those people in your church, those people in your community that you may not know, but you have heard of, uh, those people that are in your local hospitals right now. You don't know them, but pray that they would be, uh, their lives would be spared and they would come to know the knowledge of Christ Jesus and repent and believe of their sin, and he would then become their Lord and Savior. Pray for their salvation. Pray that uh, in your context, there's no telling what it is. Maybe you come across somebody on your social media, you have no clue who it is. Man, spread that. Tell other people to pray for those people. Pray that they would be uh, physically healed and, and spiritually healed and being, being saved, because that's what matters. We can't be people who just hone in and pinpoint one person, although they need it, but there are so many other people right now, this day, January 3rd, 2023, there's going to be so many people tomorrow and the next day and, and two years from now that are going to need prayer, especially prayers from the saints of God, those who have repented of their sin and believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to encourage you, think about your context, where you live, where you're at right now, your social media, what you see, what you know, what you hear, and lift up those people in prayer, those that need a healing touch, those that need a spiritual awakening, those that need to be saved, those that need to be brought back out of a season of sin and, and back on the right path with following Christ. And don't just let all this pinpoint down to one person and we lose sight of everybody else because there's so much going on in our world today. There's so much happening, so many people that need prayer, so many people that are hurting and they're dying and that are losing loved ones and so many people that are dying and going to hell and so many people that will die and go to hell. So here's what I want to encourage you today from this episode is number one, pray for DeMar Hamlin. Absolutely. Pray that he his life was be, would be spared and pray that he would come to Christ. Pray that many other people would come to Christ through this. Pray that people would stop suppressing the truth that there is a God and that they would come out of that and step into um, the light and walk in that marvelous light. We pray that God would call them out of that suppression and into the truth. They would repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, we also, also want you to know that you have a death day coming yourself and we don't know it. So I want to encourage you to repent, believe the gospel of Jesus Christ, if you haven't already. And if you have, live for him, live for the glory of God, live for the exaltation of Christ and the building up of one another and preach the gospel. Proclaim that message to your family, to your friends, to the people you work with, to the people you go to school with. Do those things. And then on the other hand, the other side of this conversation is don't forget those people in your area, your local context. Yes, this played out on a large st stage, a large uh, portion of people have seen it. It's all over social media. It's all ESPN is talking about. Yes, it is a an athlete, uh, and it is a tragic situation. But don't forget those 
smaller people that aren't celebrities, that aren't sports stars, that aren't doing great things for entertainment, but are doing great things for the kingdom of God. And if they're not Christians, pray that they would be saved because they need to be saved by grace through faith. So don't lose sight of regular people that we come in contact with every day. Pray fervently for all men everywhere and pray that God would save them and save them from their unrighteousness, save them from their sin, and that they would be faithful believers who would live out the Great Commission, go out and proclaim the gospel, make disciples, and we would see this uh, resurgence of revival, of the Spirit of God truly awakening people and giving them this passion for Christ and this passion to proclaim the gospel anywhere and everywhere, and that we would see this nation burn with a passion for Christ like they are with this passion to know that DeMar Hamlin is okay. Because Christ reigns. Christ is king. Nobody else, nothing else but Christ. I hope that you have been encouraged by this. I hope that you have uh, taken something away from this, and I hope that you haven't heard me take away from the tragedy that unfolded last night. Um, there are many people that need our prayers, and more importantly, people need to be saved by grace through faith. So pray that. Pray for the people in your local context. Pray for the, the people that you may know or don't know, and continue to pray for DeMar Hamlin that he would come through this and, and be drawn to Christ as a result. Um, until next time, uh, 2023 has started off, man, kind of crazy. And let me say this before we end. A lot of people end one year and say, well, I hope 2023 is better for me or for us, or I hope that uh, 2023 is going to be my year. You know, 2023 has started off pretty rough. Uh, this is pretty a rough thing that started off the second day of the year. Uh, also, 38-year-old former NFL player died of a heart attack as well last night. Uh, he wasn't playing football, but he just died. So, so many things going on. So many things happening in this new year. So don't look for a new year to be something just awesome and amazing because it's just another day in God's universe. It's his space that we are living in and his will will come to pass. Just because it's a new calendar year doesn't mean things are going to be great. It means that suffering will continue. Good things will continue. But what we need to do as believers is remain steadfast in our faith in Christ Jesus and continue to give God glory no matter what happens in 2023, whether good or bad. So don't look at these superstitions and all of these things that 2023 is going to be the best year ever. Live it day by day, but live it according to your calling and live it for the glory of God, the exaltation of Christ and the encouragement of the saints. So I hope that this has been of some help to you. Uh, I look forward to continuing on through 2023 with you and covering different topics and talking about different things. Um, but until next time, pray for all men everywhere. Pray for all people. Pray for Damar Hamlin and pray that people would be saved. Until next time, God bless.